Welcome to a special segment of From the Bridge. I'm your host and captain, Rick Jones of Fishbait Marketing. And today's show is all about charities and cause marketing. My guest today is J.W. Cannon from the American Cancer Society, who oversees their sports initiatives. We'll have our usual Tuesday tip and another On the Road with Rick segment. One of my heroes is Teddy Roosevelt. He famously said, no one cares what you know until they know how much you care. And it's so true. We have such great opportunities to help others through our industry. I'm very proud of some of the cause marketing programs I've been a part of through the years. And so here are some of my highlights. Um, I worked for MasterCard for a number of years, and one of the key initiatives we got MasterCard involved in was fundraising for Children's Miracle Network. If you know anything about Children's Miracle Network, it is a collection of children's hospitals around the world um, that does amazing things. These are hospitals that would never refuse a child just because they can't afford to be uh, part of that. It's kind of modeled after St. Jude's. St. Jude's was the first children's hospital that was totally philanthropically driven. Uh, St. Jude's was started by the famous uh, actor and comedian Danny Thomas. Uh, His daughter, Marlo Thomas, continues to oversee St. Jude's. But we got MasterCard involved with Children's Miracle Network, and we created a thing called Master Values that every time you used your MasterCard at specific retailers, MasterCard and that retailer made a contribution to Children's Miracle Network. I'm, I'm very proud of that. Speaking of MasterCard, a few years later... Um, I was actually sitting at the, uh, the night before the World Cup finals in Los Angeles. Um, MasterCard had been a sponsor of the World Cup in, in 1994, and um, I had a chance to go see the three tenors. <laughs> and it's kind of a great story. Charlotte and I were invited by our client MasterCard to go, and right before the concert, um, their chief marketing officer came up to me and said, Rick, I have a problem. And I thought he was going to say, I have a problem. I don't have enough tickets for you in Charlotte, which would have been fine. We were their agency, but he said, I'm having all of my uh, board members sit in the $500 uh, seats and I have $2,000 seats (laughs) and I need y'all to go sit in the $1,000 seats. And so Charlotte and I sat next to uh, Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger which was kind of interesting, on row three, watching the three tenors. Well, as I tend to do, uh, I got a napkin, and on the back of the napkin, I took a pen and I wrote down a triangle. And on that triangle, I knew that I was going to be next doing the European Championships for MasterCard uh, in England in 96. And I wrote down on each of the three points of the triangle, the 30th anniversary of MasterCard on one, 30th anniversary of England's only World Cup championship, and then 30 years of British rock and roll. And from that came an idea that became the Masters of Music concert in Hyde Park the night before the European Championship finals two years later. And MasterCard was able to raise money for Prince Charles's charity, the Prince's Trust. In fact, we, we raised over 4.2 million pounds 
which is a whole lot more than $4.2 million, through that concert. And we had some bands that nobody had ever heard of. I think uh, Bob Dylan opened, followed by Alanis Morissette, followed by The Who doing all of Quadrophenia, followed by a guy by the name of Eric Clapton. So it was quite a concert. Uh, the Masters of Music raised a lot of money for Prince Charles. It was one of the uh, the things that I'm most proud of that I actually made up on the back of a cocktail napkin. Um, Coach GQMD, we're going to hear um, from my buddy Brad Todd next week, who oversees uh, Coach GQMD, is a partnership between the American Football Coaches Association and Parent Project Duchenne's Muscular Dystrophy. And recently... Paul Ogletree, who works for me, went out and, and sold a sponsorship or a calls marketing program to Whataburger. And uh, Whataburger ran a promotion where you came to Whataburger, and f- if you donated a dollar uh, to Coach to Cure MD to f- find a cure for Duchenne's muscular dystrophy, they gave you a dollar coupon. So they matched it dollar for dollar, and I'm proud to say they raised nearly $90,000 just in the city of Dallas alone for that. Paul did a great job nursing that program, and it was a great uh, program for us. I've also had the pleasure of working with uh, the Coaches versus Cancer program. I spent 13 years as the marketing director for the National Association of Basketball Coaches, and their official charity was um, CVC. Um, Norm Stewart was the basketball coach at the University of Missouri, and he got stomach cancer. And um, in fighting that cancer, he created Coaches versus Cancer. The first year, they did a three-point challenge. Every three-point shot made, people pledged money to. Uh, Coaches versus Cancer has gone on to raise millions and millions of dollars through basketball tournaments, golf tournaments, uh, galas. I was fortunate enough to uh, work with first – Uh, ESPN, and then with uh, CBS Turner in getting Infinity uh, to sponsor Coaches versus Cancer. They did, through ESPN, a thing called the Coaches Charity Challenge, where each coach nominated his own charity. And uh, the winning coach, based on ballots and voting, got $100,000. And then that was during the regular season. And then during March Madness, we switched it over to CBS Turner and we created the Infinity Bracket Challenge for every correct bracket you made. They donated a dime, ended up donating a million dollars a year to Coaches versus Cancer, uh, thanks to Infinity. I was very proud to have created that program and worked on that program. Um, speaking of both Coach to Cure MD and Coaches versus Cancer, a few years ago we got Northwestern Mutual Insurance Company uh, to sponsor both of those charities. And what we did was we did uh, coaches' appearances on behalf of them. I got 53 football coaches and 53 basketball coaches to agree to make appearances uh, on behalf of Northwestern Mutual. Uh, Six of those coaches did keynotes at major conferences and major events. Uh, 50 of those coaches uh, or 40 of those coaches ended up doing uh, what we call regional meetings or – regional workshops, and then the rest of the coaches would allow um, a a, um, Northwestern Mutual agent to bring five guests and come visit with him in his coach's office, look at film, have a tour of the locker room, go to practice, do some of that kind of stuff. And they raised um, nearly $650,000 for us um, for those charities. And 
again, I was very proud of that and very proud of them for doing that. But the one I'm most proud of is um, I had a chance to do all of the calls marketing for the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. I had a boss named Chuck Jarvie, who I'm going to have on uh, in next season, who's the most brilliant marketer I've ever known. Well, Chuck was friend with the governor of Texas at the time, a gentleman by the name of George W. Bush. And, and Chuck went to, to Bush and said, hey, we think we can help raise money for this World War II memorial going to be built. And obviously, Bush had a great relationship with a former senator named Bob Dole. And it turned out Bob Dole became my boss uh, on that project, along with a guy by the name of Fred Smith. Fred Smith uh, was and still is the CEO of FedEx. And uh, I was fortunate enough to have a chance to work with them and fortunate enough to do the calls marketing program. And we raised millions of dollars uh, to build that memorial in Washington. If you've been to Washington, you know that memorial very well on the mall. Uh, I had a chance to go to the dedication and take my son to the dedication and uh, and spend some time with uh, Tom Brokaw and Tom Hanks and it was a great, great experience, and I'm, I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, but I'm also proud of my other colleagues who've created many, many meaningful programs for charities like the V Foundation for Cancer Research or the Susan Komen Foundation or Stand Up to Cancer, the Mike Slive Foundation, Samaritan's Feet, and so many others. So today's message is let's all continue to find ways every day to give back to those who need our help need our ideas, and need our fundraising campaigns. Now it's time for today's Tuesday tip. We've been talking about giving back, calls marketing, and charities. I wrote a book uh, that came out last October called The Business Tithe, uh, and you can get this book for free by going to one of my websites. It's at fishbaitbiz, B-I-Z, Dot com and you can download the book, The Business Tithe. Uh, there are two ways to get it. One, there are seven charities that are listed, and you can make a payment of $5, and 100% of that money goes to the charity you designate, or you can type in the words, I will tithe, and that'll get you the book for free. I don't often do this, but in today's Tuesday tip, I'm going to actually read you the introduction to that book because I think it tells you the reason I wrote it And the reason I think giving back is so essential to our way of life here in America. Um, It starts with a verse from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32, that says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I believe we're at a crossroads in America. We as a country have failed many of our constituencies and fellow citizens And we seem to be mired in a sea of disillusionment. Our problems feel unsolvable, and our government doesn't offer appropriate answers to our myriad of problems. So here are what I call the brutal truths in American society today. Truth number one, businesses and the fundamental concepts of capitalism are under attack. Business persons and business owners are perceived as selfish, greedy, insensitive and indifferent to the greater needs of society. A generation of young people is seeking institutional, i.e. governmental, solutions for all of their personal issues and societal problems. Many of our people feel that the American dream of being upwardly mobile 
and improving their lives is out of reach for them and that the odds are stacked against them through situations they cannot seem to control or overcome. I know that nature abhors a vacuum, and it's our job to help fill that void. So I believe it's up to small business owners like me and like many of you to band together to stop the movement towards socialism in America and to use our collective political, financial, and spiritual clout for the benefit of all members of our society. The extremes of socialism has had disastrous results throughout world history, and as a philosophy, it diminishes the ability of the individual to succeed without limitations or societal ceiling. But here's what I do believe. Capitalism without a conscience is equally debilitating to our culture of inclusion, fairness, and opportunity for all. We often hear the phrase American values. Well, just what does that mean? While our founding fathers were not perfect, after all, they left out many members of society then, including women, African-American slaves and freedmen, and Native Americans— They did seek to develop a society where one could get ahead based solely on his own personal initiative. The American dream was available to any and all who sought to improve their lot in life, regardless of parentage, religion, nationality, and initial economic status. Men were free to pursue their personal dreams to provide for themselves and their families in any legal way they chose. And subsequent laws granted these same rights to women, to African Americans, Native Americans, and immigrants who became American citizens, making our society one of expanded rights and not of increased restrictions. I define the American dream as the ability to rise above any status you currently have to achieve whatever you want as long as you work both hard and smart, regardless of age, sex, race, sexual orientation, or economic status. But in this crucial moment for our country, so many Americans feel the American dream is for someone else, unattainable for them. And in many cases, sadly, they seem to be right. So how do we fix this? There's an old saying in athletics, if it's to be, it's up to me. It's time to apply that saying to the issues and ills of today's society, one small business owner at a time, or really one citizen at a time. And small businesses collectively across the nation can make a real impact. After all, there's nothing small about small businesses in America today. Let's start with my definition of a small business. First, it's a privately held business without any public stock trading or institutional investors. In other words, a business where you, the owner, control your own destiny, and can impact the destinies of others. Secondly, it's a business that generates less than $4 million in annual revenues. There's a total of 28 million businesses in America today, and guess what? Over 27 million of those meet my definition of a small business. Most of these businesses actually only generate less than $1 million in gross annual revenues. So the real economic driver of our nation's economy is small business, like your small business or the small business you hope one day to create. 
The business tithe is a simple process for setting the right priorities for your business, getting the most out of your business, and using your business as a vehicle to make a real difference in the world today. What follows are seven essential steps that each and all business owners can take individually and collectively to rebuild the values and principles our country was founded upon and to make a real difference for our communities, our country, and the world in which we live. I call my company Fishbait Marketing because it comes from the expression, you have to fish or cut bait. Hmm. That requires a bias for action. And I hope you too will start to act by joining me on the journey and implementing the seven steps of the business tithe. Together, we can change the world for the betterment of all. For as the book of Luke in the Bible says, for everyone who has been given much, much will be required. And to whom they entrusted much, of him they will ask all the more. I urge you to download the business tithe today. It's free. I think it'll make a difference in your business, in your life, more importantly, in the lives of others. And that's your Tuesday tip. My guest today is J.W. Cannon from the American Cancer Society, who oversees their sports initiatives. J.W., good morning. Welcome to The Bridge. Thank you, Rick. Always a pleasure to talk to the captain. Well, I'm glad to have you on today. Uh, let's let's give our listeners uh, a little bit of your background, you know, how you started in the sports marketing business, you know, where you went to school, where you were raised, some of that kind of stuff. Sure. I, well, I was raised in the Washington, D.C. area, but Atlanta is my home now. I uh, moved down here after I graduated from college at James Madison University. Um, I was a two-sport athlete there playing football and baseball and Unfortunately, realized very early on that I was not going to go. I was not going to go professional, so had to figure out something else to do. Um, and happened to find uh, sports business as a passion. Um, I spent some time at a, a place you're very familiar with, uh, Advantage International, which uh, was where I started my career as an intern before moving down to Atlanta. Uh, but I've done a number of things in my career. I've uh, had the chance to sell sponsorships for the largest state games organization, Georgia, the Georgia Games. Um, had a chance to work on the agency side again, coming back to what was formerly Advantage, now Octagon. Um, spent some time on the brand side with ING UPS, and most recently trying to, to rid the world of cancer here with the American Cancer Society and running our sports alliances platform. Well, I think the fact that you had such a diverse background, everything from selling to activating to creating new platforms for corporate clients, um, and, and, and that many people, I give you a, a, a lot of kudos. I don't know many people besides you that were able to go back and forth between the agency world and the corporate world. They're so different. And yet you're now working with both in your role at the American Cancer Society. you got to build coalitions, not only with corporations, but with the agencies that help them. Talk about how that background really, really was important for what you're doing now with the American Cancer Society. So being uh, on the agency side and on the, the corporate side has, has been a real blessing for my new role because you know part of the agency side is selling in new ideas, selling in new platforms, and um, and then ultimately executing them. And, and we're sort of playing both roles, to your point, of, of what we're doing here at the American Cancer Society. We're having to 
help help showcase that we are a good charitable partner, but that we're also a good marketing partner and coming up with these right solutions for brands and other organizations to further their brands by developing a CSR platform um, through the American Cancer Society. And we're responsible for actually making it happen. So it's actually been a it's been a real blessing for me um, coming into this role that I don't really have to work too hard and having to learn new skills. It's uh, It's been very good. Well, I like to tell people cancer's a bitch. I mean, it's it's just a brutal disease. I, I don't know anybody that cancer hasn't touched their lives in some level. And so I got to believe for you, it's got to be gratifying to be working in the business you love, which is sports marketing, but doing something for a much, much higher calling. Without a doubt, you know, um, facts are facts. One in three people in their lifetime are going to get cancer. So they're, uh, you'd be very hard pressed to find somebody who hasn't been impacted um, by it in some way. And you're right. There, there is a, a much higher purpose for the work that, that we're doing here. So it feels really good uh, to, to go home every day legitimately trying to say, I tried to cure cancer today. It's, it's certainly a lot different than, than slinging widgets on a regular basis. I can tell you that. Yeah. And, and, you know, we never know. I mean, I just believe with enough money and enough resources, we're going to find cures for cancer. It, it just, there's just no doubt in my mind um, that, that we're on the cusp of doing things. Well, let's face it. It used to be such a death sentence. If you heard the word, you have cancer, uh, you, you just went home and prepared to die. And that's just not the case anymore, is it? No, that's the truth. I mean, we're, we're getting closer than ever. I mean, there's actually some cancers that, that can be cured. You know, you think about something like HPV, which can be cured with uh, an immunization shot. Um, and we're dangerously close on a number of cancers to almost to the point where it's like uh, diabetes, where it's it's not a death sentence, but it's um, but it's manageable over time too. So it becomes almost chronic. Well, let's talk about some of your programs. I know one of the ones that is very very visible is the program with the National Football League. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, well, this is now our um, this is now our our 10th year, um, or I'm sorry, our 11th year with the NFL. Um, we've partnered since 2009 on what we call the crucial catch program, which is a partnership that is committed to saving lives through cancer, through fundraising, education, awareness initiatives. And the focus of the crucial catch program is on the prevention and early detection of multiple cancers, including breast cancer. So you may have seen in the past the pink program. Now the focus is on all cancers, which includes breast cancer as well. Uh, Crucial catch helps more people catch cancer early um, when it may be easier to treat. And it also addresses the unequal burden of cancer in underserved communities, which is where the money that we raise with the NFL goes to and it goes into these uh, prevention and awareness programs in the underserved communities. And then another program is one that I'm so fond of because of the time I spent with the National Association of Basketball Coaches, the NABC's Coaches versus Cancer program. Talk a little bit about that program. Yeah, what a, what an amazing program that's become. It's uh, we're now in our 26th year, believe it or not, and and it's raised over 120 million dollars um, for the fight against cancer. Um, it involves some of the top coaches in college basketball. You know, includes Roy Williams, Lon Kruger, Jay Wright, Mike Bray, amongst many others. And we engage coaches throughout the year in a, a variety of activities to 
support fundraising um, and our mission, including galas, events, even trips to visit legislators um, to lobby on ACS's behalf for legislation. Um, over the lifetime of the program, we've had over 3,000 college and high school po- coaches that have participated with uh, with CVC at some point over the last 26 years. And it's sort of just taken on a life of its own. It's been really fantastic to see how that's grown. Well, you know, every movement, and Coaches versus Cancer, in my opinion, is a movement, uh, begins with an individual. And in this case, it was Norm Stewart, who was the head basketball coach at the University of Missouri, and he got stomach cancer. Um, and he decided, I can either wallow in self-pity uh, or I can, while I'm going through my treatment, I can do something. And he rallied the, the NABC and fellow coaches around the mission, uh, and it has really, really taken off in a way. I love the, the suits and sneakers weekend when all the coaches wear their tennis shoes with their suits on the bench, and that calls attention to it. And, and some of the other things that have, have happened, I know there are a number of galas. I think Lon runs a, an amazing gala in uh, Oklahoma that raises a lot of money. You have the golf tournament every year. And then my buddy Phil Martelli, who, um, you know, unfortunately lost his job at St. Joe's but is still in the game as the assistant coach at the University of Michigan, he and the Philadelphia coaches were really, uh, really, really good about about trying to to get together. You know, they're very competitive in Philadelphia in the Big Five, but they they all get together and they raise a lot of money for coaches versus cancer. Talk talk a little bit about some of the things coaches are doing. Well, uh, like you said, coaches um, they sort of the program sort of takes on its a life of its own. You know, we <laughs> coaches are. are are very prescriptive by nature and they don't really take orders very well. So what we try and do is we try and give them the tools with which to be really active in their community and to be advocates for, uh, for coaches versus cancer and the American cancer society and do what's most logical for them. And for some of those guys, it's just lending their face and their name um, to allow us to use them in content to, to promote the mission or to promote specific initiatives. Other folks, as you mentioned, like, um, like the Philadelphia Five, like Lon Kruger, like Roy Williams, get a lot more active and involved and actually put their names on events and actually participate in the planning. She mentioned Lon Kruger does a golf tournament for us every year in Las Vegas where he raises a million and a half dollars um, for coaches versus cancer. And it's a three-day affair. It's got all the all-star coaches. They play multiple great courses out there, fantastic galas that are part of it. So every coach sort of gets involved in their own unique way. And that's the real blessing of the program is that it's so flexible um, that coaches can get as as involved as little as they want or as much as they want. Well, are you working on some new initiatives? I know you've kind of been there. What have you been there? A little over a year, maybe a year and a half and uh, almost two years now. Okay. Yep. So you're, you've been there two years. You also work for somebody that I just absolutely adore for Sharon Byers, who I think brings uh, Sharon's a why not person. I, I love I love why not people versus why people. But talk about some of the new things you're working on. So we're uh, we're upcoming on November on Hockey Fights Cancer Month. We're now in our third year partnership with the NHL as the beneficiary of that program. Um, we raise annually close to a million dollars um, in support of patient services. Um, so. 
uh, free rides to treatment, free hotel, uh, free hotel and free places to stay at maybe one of our Hope Lodges. That's where the money goes for that particular uh, platform. Similar to the NFL, we have a, a, a merchandising program that's tied into that that sells purple merchandise throughout the year, as well as a number of awareness and engagement initiatives throughout the month of November. Um, we're also getting really active um, and involved more in the esports space. Um, we recently launched our Gamers versus Cancer initiative, which is focused on engaging streamers um, to fundraise on our behalf. I'm really excited about a new partnership that we have in that space with um, Skills Mobile Gaming, um, which is the largest um, mobile gaming company outside of Epic Games, which produces Fortnite. And they're going to be producing a series of tournaments in support of ACS as a way to capitalize on this growing gaming and esports marketing or uh, esports market. Um, they annually, they believe it or not, they annually award over seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in esports prizes every day and broadcast over forty million um, minutes of footage on an annual basis. So they they're a huge company that not a lot of people know about, and we're really excited to be engaged with them. So we got lots of things going on. That's very exciting. You're doing great work. I want to close with one final question. You know, we have a number of young people that are listening to our podcast. My son, Ryan, uh, has really helped get the word out, primarily to sports management programs and college students around the country. You've been in the business for a while. You've done a number of things in the business. Give the listeners one bit of advice of how to break into this business. To me, it's all about taking that first step and, and reaching out and, and trying to talk to somebody. I think this industry is, you'll find that, um, especially with the tools that you have available today, you know, it's, it's easier than ever to actually get in touch with folks. And I think you'll find that people in the industry are willing to help. They're willing to help provide guidance. They're willing to mentor. If you're just willing to, to make that step and actually reach out and, and, and talk to someone. And if you don't take advantage with all of the tools that we have available at our fingertips to connect with people, you know, whether that be Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or Reddit or whatever your tool of choice is, then shame on you because they're available for you to do it. Well, that's good words of advice. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously proud of what you're doing at the American Cancer Society. I think hopefully in uh, in if not our lifetime, the next generation's lifetime, we're going to find a cure for cancer. And I think you're doing a, a lot to, to make that a reality. JW, thanks for being with us today from the bridge. Thanks for having me, Rick. We'll close today's show with yet another segment of On the Road with Rick. We've talked today about giving back, and there's a restaurant that is doing that in spades. It's the King's Kitchen in downtown Charlotte, North Carolina, on Trade Street. It was founded by Chef Jim Noble and his wife, Karen. The King's Kitchen takes 100% of its revenues, not its profits, 100% of its revenues and funds food for homeless and indigent people. They also hire and train folks straight out of drug rehab, homeless people, ex-cons, and others down on their luck. And the food is fabulous. They only use ingredients from local farmers and purveyors. They have lots of great meat, fish, and shellfish dishes, but the southern-style vegetable dishes are worth the trip alone. It's great food for an even better cause. You simply cannot do better than that. That's our show for today. Now go out and help someone this week. 
You'll be glad you did. This has been your captain, Rick Jones, from The Bridge. If you like what you hear, please share, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast directory. Everybody wants me to be what they want me to be. But I can't be nobody else but me. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of trying to Behind, on vision, rest my mind.